0: Welcome to the Creepy Coffee House, where we serve up your weekly dose of spooky stories. I'm Amber. I'm Ashlyn. And thanks for tuning in to the first episode of our podcast, where we dish out
1: true crime, conspiracy, and paranormal stories, and sip on another cup of Joe to get us through the rest of our days. So we actually did it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Was it raining light
1: Yes. So tell us a little about yourself, Amber.
0: Well. I'm a shopaholic. Can you elaborate? No. Any more stuff? <laughs> um, I just, I love playing video games. Yeah? And You're we, a busy mom. I'm a busy mom. I have one child and another one on the way. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure you'll find out a lot more about me once we kind of get this ball rolling. Oh, and I'm a Gryffindor. That's important, I think. So, I mean, probably. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> we got to throw our interest in there. But yeah, mainly just video games. It's kind of like my number one and also all this true crime, crap, everything. That's why we started this podcast. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I am Ashlyn. Hi, Ashlyn. Oh my God. (laughs) I really
1: don't do much. I'm in school. Uh, I have two dogs. I'm sure you'll hear them bark throughout this. I'll try to edit it, but we're no wizards here.
0: I am. I'm a Gryffindor.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, well, then I'm a Slytherin. Just got to get that out there. (laughs) But we both have had an interest in true crime and paranormal and just conspiracies, just anything kind of out there. And uh, we met at a untitled corporate coffee chain where we were both worked and we've been friends ever since and
0: yeah we've been friends for a while and yeah we used to work at this coffee house together and then I kind of got her hired on at my current job yeah I was just listening to another podcast one day I was like girl let's let's do a podcast let's do it let's freaking do it because you know once you
1: find one friend <clears throat> who's like super into the kind of creepy things you are it just kind of starts spiraling from there and you know why not have a podcast? Everybody has a podcast at this point. Yeah, I mean, we're late to the
0: game. I think probably we are just because there's so many out there, but I think we're going to be a lot cooler. But we will be. We'll, we'll be try. Cool. We'll do okay. I think we'll be good. I think we're pretty organized people, proactive, active, oh my creative God. planners.
1: Yes. We do. We used to get together all the time and go on like coffee dates, and we'd sit there for like three hours and just work on our planners like not even anything specific just like putting stickers in it writing appointments.
0: yeah you gave me a lot of inspiration for all the stuff I wanted to write in my planners like I think you had like oh here's my my tracker for monthly stuff like oh I gotta change this at the end of the month I gotta do this at six months yeah I was like oh that's fucking genius that's because if
1: I don't write it down it's gone
0: yep well it even, is. even when I do write it down I forget
1: about it <laughs> like the alerts on your phone even. That's a
0: good idea. I'm really bad about that. You gotta like
1: triple it up. You gotta have like it written down. You gotta have the calendar
0: notifications. You gotta have an alarm set. That's almost like too much information but yeah that's where that comes from. That's what you
1: gotta do. That's what we gotta do. So what's on the menu today Amber? What are we what are we
0: talking about? (laughs) So uh today's menu, today's specials, we are going over some of the things that kind of got us interested in all this creepy shit and why we're doing it. So for what we're doing, I am doing a conspiracy. That's what's on the menu. That's one of our specials. And then we also have Paranormal. Yeah. Yes. Served extra hot. I don't know what that extra means. Extra hot. I don't know. <laughs> From the flames of hell, I guess. I've got, I've got my story brewing here. We're going to throw in as many coffee puns as possible, people. Puns all the way. Puns, puns, puns. Coffee puns. Okay. I have a question for you, Amber. Oh, my gosh. Sure. Do you
1: have... Or did you have a barista voice? Like it was nothing near your actual voice, but when you talk to a customer or over <clears> that <throat> headset in a drive-through, it was like flip of a switch, you're a different I w- person.
0: <laughs> I will say, I feel like I have a pretty, like voice just wherever I go. However, if someone was being a real dick to me. My voice would just like raise like eight octaves. <laughs> like it'd be like, okay, and anything else I can get for you? Like it was just on. Un- you could like all of my barista pals. I remember one time, one girl like whipped around the corner, and she was like, "Amber, stop!" And I was like, "This person's being an asshole. I got to I gotta fake it till I make it, man." Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. What about you? Do you have a fake? Amber? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh, you do. It was do? like
1: immediately whenever I would talk to a customer, completely different voice. Cause I have a pretty, I have a pretty deadpan sense of humor, and so I have a pretty kind of flat voice normally. But then like the second I would talk to a customer, I'd be like. Oh, so you want that hotter ice today? Can I get you anything else? Oh, God, stop it. I hate it. Your total's going to be $5. I hate it. I'll
0: see you up here at the window. Put that away. I know. It's obnoxious. I don't want to talk to Bruce, to Ashlyn. (laughs) I want to talk to Ashlyn. Oh, yeah. Spooky Ashlyn. Spooky Ashlyn. Amber? (sighs) Before we get started, let's discuss what we're drinking because each episode we're going to do, we're going to be drinking something new. Hopefully, something that's local um, so we can support all of our local coffee shops and not restaurants, but we do have a spice merchant. Um, Sam, so what are you drinking? Well,
1: this is as local as it gets because it comes
0: out of my cabinet. Oh, a fancy! Yeah, it is a
1: blonde roast coffee with cinnamon, nutmeg, and honey, and some ginger in there. Mm. And it's uh, iced. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, iced is nice. Ice is the best. I can't do hot coffee unless it's like below freezing.
0: I I can't do I'm, hot coffee. Yeah, I'm mainly an ice girl too. But I think it just kind of depends, like. If I'm at home, I'll drink it hot.
1: It has to be freaking freezing. Like, I have to be physically chilled to my core to want any hot beverage, like, ever.
0: I love that so much. I remember, uh, yeah, just, I, yeah, during the, like, a blizzard, I would still get iced drinks just because, like, that's what I prefer. And then
1: there's, like, my go-to drink is normally a chai tea latte, and I cannot stand hot chai tea lattes. Really? I can do hot t- chai tea bags, but the lattes, I can't do it. So
0: I always get it iced. Ice you around baby baby I am drinking because I am basic I am drinking a blended cappuccino from scooters um yeah I was just like not feeling it this morning and I was like I just need to get something quick and I got a burrito while I was at it that was the main reason I went but that was be- but tell me all about it Amber tell okay so what kind of got me started into wanting to do something like this and all the creepiness in the world and really delving into it um one of my like main idols and somebody that I really looked up to. So yes, Princess Diana is someone that I always looked up to. I think that she was a really good advocate for helping out people who couldn't help themselves and she really tried to raise awareness with um, certain charities and foundations and fundraisers for um, just people who didn't really get the attention that they deserved. And I think that that should really be noted amongst everything else that kind of happens Uh, when I start to tell the story. Um, But I will be going over the many conspiracies of Princess Diana.
1: Yeah. I'm going to let you know straight up, I know nothing about Princess Diana.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember hearing about her when my mom and I, we went out shopping somewhere, and you just heard everywhere there were tabloids or newspapers, everything had Princess Diana on it. And I remember being so –
1: press was obsessed with her. Yeah.
0: And, I mean, uh, when I start telling you the stuff, kind of like what I said earlier, you'll know why. Um, But, I mean, and I have another big case from when I was younger that really stuck in my mind. That kind of got me into all this stuff. And that's the JonBenet Ramsey case. But. That's a whole big can of worms that yeah. we can't open in an hour. Yeah. And this is already kind of a big story. And I've cut it down as much as I can. But I am going to do just kind of like a little brief history of Diana, her marriage with Charles. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. This is gonna. You know what? I'll get, I'll get to it. I'll get to it once I can bring him into the story. Um, but then I'm also going to kind of go over the conspiracies behind her death because I definitely think that that was not an accident no matter what. A little
1: fishy.
0: It is super fishy and you're going to hear why.
1: Tell me all about I'm gonna it. I'm going to
0: tell you all about it. So, okay, so Diana was born July first, nineteen sixty one. Um, let's see here. I have a bunch of like just stuff that is not important in here, so I'm trying to cut this down just to save time, and you, that way you can tell your story. Um, she was born to Edward John Spencer and Frances Ruth Spencer, which were Viscount and Viscountess Althorp. So did you know that she already came like from like a pretty prominent family?
1: Uh, is she from? I knew she's from Wales. Is that Wales?
0: No, she was born in Sandringham, England. But then I know nothing. Okay, no, I like I think I found this out like last year that she was actually born into a prominent family, and I had no idea. I I thought that she was just kind of like a what is a viscount? Girl, I don't know. I'm okay. Here's the thing: doing the research on this. I, we are obviously American cuz we know nothing of how monarchy works. I so I printed off all these pages because there's oh my count, countess, there's earls, there's there's dutch and duchesses. I and, thought it was duke and duchesses. That's right. <laughs> Not dutch and duchesses. <laughs> Pregnancy moment. Sure. Um but yeah, there were just so many titles and there's literally so much behind the like any sort of royalty like I was prom queen. That is the closest to royalty I would ever want to be. <laughs> that is like that is it. I wanted to be a princess when I was younger because you got those big poofy dresses. My All the dad, poof. yeah, my dad called me daddy's princess, and I was like, I am a princess. No, straight up, fuck that. I don't want to be any part of this. I'm gonna keep going. Okay, anyway. So Diana was the fourth of five siblings, including two older sisters named Sarah and Jane, and one younger brother named Charles. She had another brother that would have been the third child, but he had died only 10 hours after being born. Now, Diana, she stated that she had a pretty rough childhood. Um, When she was born, her parents really wanted a boy to carry on the throne. And so since her other brother had passed away, yeah, just 10 hours after being born, they were so disappointed when Diana was a girl. Because the
1: title doesn't go down to
0: her. Yeah. No, it doesn't go down. They had no one to pass it on to. And, um, like, they didn't name her for a week. Because a week, a week, they they were so disappointed that she was a girl. I can see
1: like being indecisive, but just so disappointed that you can't think. Diana is a pretty bland name. You couldn't come up with that like two hours after, you
0: know. Um, but yeah, so they were just yeah extremely disappointed, and Diana believes that because of this, she was such a massive disappointment, and being a girl instead of a boy, she was part of the downfall of her parents' marriage. That's what she believes. Um Believed believed no she's still alive in my heart she always saw her mother crying and she saw her father slap her mother uh, on at least one occasion um she said yeah just growing up she had a very unhappy and rough childhood since there was um affairs going on between her parents and their suitors um so yeah she just kind of grew up not in a healthy household She, she grew up in different locations i think her dad had full custody of her um and yeah it was just stated that her and her brother like her younger brother, they really kind of stuck together. They would antagonize the nannies and mm-hmm. all, every, like, they were just, they just had a very unhappy, unstable childhood. So um, there's a lot more to it, um, just, like, all the schools and everything that she went to to get, like, a decent education. But I'm going to go ahead and skip to when she meets Prince Charles. Okay. Yes. So um, Diana Prince Charles' first encounters when he was actually dating her older sister, Sarah. Yeah, and... Um, I guess it was just far from love at first sight. They did not really care for each mm-hmm. other. So, um, yeah, they yeah, they just it didn't work out for them. But, uh, this is where it gets gross. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna tell you something too. I don't see any sort of attraction to Prince Charles at all. My personal opinion of him is he looks like what a does dick he look with like? ears. A dick with ears is what he looks like. Mm -hmm. He looks like (laughs)
1: he's a dick like five times
0: now. He, well, not only (laughs) is he essentially a dickhead, he like looks like like a penis with ears. He looks like he suffered from a really bad version of the Benjamin Button disease, where he got like the big ears and the big nose on like a young person's face. No, look up a younger picture of him. Oh, a
1: younger picture. I mean, what was this? The '70s, '90s.
0: It doesn't matter. He he looks like a horse that ran into a brick wall. I don't
1: know. I think it's like, I just
0: and that's really mean. I don't try to. He's
1: some pretty big ears
0: and a big nose. He's got like horse teeth. I try not to say or do anything about anybody's personal appearance, but this this is a dickhead, <laughs> dick face. Oh, okay. But anyway, here's uh, I'm gonna keep going. He is 12 years older than Diana and their first encounter was when she was 16 years old and he was 28 so she is still a child Mm -hmm. and she said that her first thought of him was god what a sad man just like that was her first thought of him
1: what a sad man
0: yes and according to let's see an interview with the telegraph uh it says charles meanwhile recalled that their first meeting Um, I remember thinking what a very jolly and amusing and attractive 16-year-old she was. I mean, great fun and bouncy and full of life and everything. She was 16.
1: Creepy. Yeah. And when when would that have been? Yeah, I think that was... She was born in 61, so that'd be... 77. uh, The 70s isn't far enough for that to uh, fly under the passage of time radar.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they should have removed that from the internet. (laughs) God. Um, Around the time he'd been in an on-again and off-again relationship with Camilla Parker Bowles, Um, she was also in an on-again and off-again relationship with her um, soon-to-be husband, Andrew Parker Bowles. I don't have her maiden name in here for some reason. They did eventually get married, her Mm -hmm. and this Andrew, um, but we'll talk more about this bitch later. Um, It was known that Charles is kind of a bit of a playboy. Um, He had just broken up with his girlfriend and... Uh, one of his friends had been killed and Diana had seen him at, uh, where was it? Uh, basically, she had gone up to him after the death of his friend. And she was like, you must be so lonely. It's pathetic watching you walking up the aisle with um, this coffin in front of you, ghastly. You need someone beside you. Whereupon, he leapt upon me and started kissing me. And I thought, ugh, this is not what people do. So, I don't know the exact age of that Um. I will say they were married when she was 20 years old. Uh Um, So I'm going to assume it's between 16 and 19. Um,
1: Ew. Yeah. You don't just randomly kiss people. I don't
0: care how sad you are. Mm Mm-mm. No. Uh, Yeah, she said, and he was all over me for the rest of the evening following me around like a puppy. So they were not together for very long before he popped the question, and they mainly had a relationship over the phone, and they had only been going out around 13 times before he proposed, uh... So, he proposed in, let's see, 1981, and, yeah, February 6th of 1981, he proposed to her, and then, let's see here, and this is kind of where the start of their relationship goes down. I mean, they never really had a strong one to begin with. No. He was basically... uh, Well,
1: I mean, he's still the prince, though, so it's kind of like...
0: Yeah, um, but here's the thing, so... Let me see. Where can I find it?
1: It wasn't like a title grab or anything because she already had. It kind
0: of was a title grab. Yeah? Because, so, let's see. I kind of wrote that out of order. But upon the announcement of their engagement, the interviewer had asked, are you in love? And Diana had sheepishly answered, like, of course. And she kind of rolled her eyes. Mm-hmm. Now, she would never been in a relationship before. She would never been in love or anything before. This was her first main Relationship, so I think that her saying, "Of course, I'm in love with him," even being together after just a couple of mm-hmm. months, assuming uh, she didn't know what love was, so right. she thought, "Oh, he proposed to me, I'm in love," and I think she thought it would legitimately be a fairy tale marriage. And
1: well, I mean, she—I mean, Prince asked her to get married. Isn't that how the fairy tales go?
0: Yeah, um, but Charles had said, "Whatever love means." So this is during an interview that you can find the footage online. She says,
1: "Of course," and he says, "Whatever love means." Yeah, Yeah, he's such a pompous
0: dickhole. That's creepy. Um, Yeah. So according to the royal family, she was perfectly pedigreed, meaning she was young, beautiful, from a good family, well mannered, and what was really important to them was that she was a virgin. Which, yeah, is not that gross? That's really weird. Well, and I I can't remember who it was. I someone had like pledged her virginity, like on a rooftop, like. Yes, Di- Lady Diana Spencer is a virgin. Oh, and she was a lady after her father's father had passed away and he became Earl. So um, with Camilla, he couldn't keep up the relationship because she had a past that didn't suit the royal family, whereas Diana had essentially no past at all. Um, so then, yeah, he went ahead and he proposed to her um, based off of his father, Prince Philip, um, who had sent him a letter stating he needed to make a decision to propose to, to Diana or let her go. It stated that if he wanted to do the right thing for our country and for my family, that he had to do this. So it wasn't out of love. Um, it was just kind of really essential for him to find.
1: He's he's aging out. You need to find somebody Yeah, if you want to keep this line.
0: Because what they met when he was 28, um, so I think they got married when he was like 32, 30, or 29, or no, 31 or 32. Um, so here's kind of where things start to go downhill after the engagement um diana was aware of charles involvement with camilla uh before she was wed she once overheard her fiance on the phone professing his love to another woman uh, but perhaps out of self-described uh naivety Na- i can't words decided to move forward anyway the decision wasn't without consequences um she stated that the bulimia started the week after we got engaged mm-hmm. my husband put his hand on my waistline and said something like oh, a bit chubby here aren't we Yeah, she was really, she was really thin. She was
1: beautiful. Yeah, she I've seen pictures of her. Like,
0: I think she was, she was very fit, and I think she was, like, 5'9", as well. So, she was,
1: she was just, she was, yeah. You do not need that in your life.
0: No. So, I have, like, so many strikes against this, this punk. But, anyway, um, she said, I remember the first time I made myself sick. I was so thrilled. And, at her first wedding dress fitting, she had a size 29 waist, and at the last, she had 23.5. (gasps) Oh! So yeah, so and That's they so bad. they were engaged in February and got married in July.
1: That's so unhealthy. Yeah, and don't she, do that. Just a PSA, please no.
0: Yeah, you're, like
1: you Do beautiful. not let any
0: man, don't or let woman nobody
1: tell you that, what you're supposed to be.
0: No, it's bullshit. And she, she said, "I shrunk into nothing." The princess admits she was bulimic through both pregnancies and that oh. Queen Elizabeth II blamed marriage problems on the disorder. So uh, it's already. So oh, My heart's toxic. already broken, and now I know she dies. So yeah. I keep telling me. I'll keep telling you. I know. It was really hard. I'm already in a very emotional state with the pregnancy <laughs> right now. So just going over gonna this, gonna I was cry. like, oh, i have been crying and just randomly. It's stupid. But, yeah, I hate it. Okay, so anyway, they were uh, married July 29th, 1981. Um, This was, let's see, right before she turned 20, I think. Was that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, at St. Paul Cathedral in London, the broadcast, in, it was broadcast and viewed by around 750 uh-huh. million people worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, so then by October of that year, she was wed. She said, I was about to cut my wrists. I was in a very bad way. Uh-huh. I came back to London to seek treatment. Um, couldn't sleep, didn't eat. The whole world was collapsing around me. All the analysts and psychiatrists you can ever dream of came plotting in, tried to sort me out, put me on uh-huh. high doses of Valium.
1: But, of course, Aww.
0: just, like, none of that helped her. She said it was me telling them what I needed. They were telling me pills. But the Diana that was still very much there decided that it was just time, patience, and adapting. Aww. That was all that was needed. Because, yeah, she's not used to all of this. All this
1: pressure now.
0: All this pressure, all you this know, she's attention. You
1: in the public eye, and that's, like, a whole other thing.
0: Yeah, because before she was a princess. She was a kindergarten. I think it was a kindergarten teacher. She worked with kids. She didn't have any high-status
1: responsibilities or anything she didn't have to do any even as a
0: even as a lady she didn't have that so
1: and she's like gotten into this very critical like very like what's the word
0: it was just toxic yeah it was a very toxic surrounding environment for her but she didn't know that Mm -hmm. she didn't know that it would be like that um because he was so flirtatious with her beforehand Mm -hmm. and then yeah just the week of the engagement it's like oh shit um So, Diana and Charles were married for 15 years. Where just loads of trauma unfolded between them. And, yeah, I'm just not going to get into all the details between that because my main concern here is discussing the conspiracies with you. Um, So, yeah, I'm filtering out a lot of information. Um, Let's see. But we're going to go ahead. We're going to get into um, the crash. So,
1: I know it's in France.
0: Um, So, they were recently – they had divorced in 1996. So, yeah, they were together for 15 years. Diana had moved on to Dodi Uh, Mm Al-Fayed. He was the son of an Egyptian billionaire. Apparently, he was attractive, charming, attentive. Uh, And, yeah, we were – at this time in the 90s, it wasn't necessarily frowned upon, but as a white woman coming from a very high social status, engaging with a Muslim man, some deem this as an embarrassment to the royal family.
1: Well, what the fuck have they done for her lately? Right? When her eating disorders? Well, and
0: she had to give up her, her highness title.
1: Well, duh. Why would you? Why would you want to keep it with everything they gave you?
0: Yeah, because, like, the prince, or Queen Elizabeth II basically told her, like, you need to, you guys need to get divorced. And I think I'll get into that here in a little bit as well, why she said that. Um, but, yeah, upon the divorce, she had to give up, no one can call her your highness, but they can still address her as princess. Um... Let's see here. Uh, Diana's family actually knew um, of the al I guess they were, um, like, the father was pretty close to her father mm-hmm. in some way. Um, and Dodie had kind of taken her under his wing after her relationship with um, a heart surgeon named Hosnett Khan. And he was he was in the spotlight as much as she was, and he couldn't stand that. And he was a heart surgeon. Mm-hmm. He, like, he didn't want to give up his career, so he decided to stick with being with heart surgery. Um, And they were together, I think, for about two years. And, yeah, he he was like, I can't stand all this attention. Because even after the divorce, she was still number one Mm
1: -hmm.
0: in the eyes of the people.
1: People's princess.
0: People's princess. Um, Dodie and Diana had gotten together during a summer break in the south of France, and so they weren't together for very long either before the fatal night. Um, So on August 30th, 1997, Diana Dodie, his driver Henri Paul, and her bodyguard Trevor Reese Jones – left the Ritz Hotel in Paris around 12.20 a.m. After being spotted, they were surrounded by paparazzi, and after getting in their car, they sped away, just being, like, completely swarmed by paparazzi. They followed them on, like, motorcycles and cars, and it's documented that apparently Henri Paul was driving around 106 miles per hour to (gasps) avoid them. And three minutes after leaving the hotel, that is when he crashed into a pillar at the entrance of, I'm going to screw this up, Pantalama Tunnel, um. (laughs) <laughs> oh, can you read it? Can you read f- French? Pantalama. Where is it at? Pantalama, petalama, Pantolama. That sounds nice. You can say that again for me, like. <laughs> <laughs> um, Henri and Dodie died on the scene, like, almost immediately. Trevor, the bodyguard, he would survive. Um, unfortunately, he suffered from really bad head injuries and mm-hmm. can't remember anything from that night. Diana would eventually pass away at 4 a.m. on August 31st, 1997. Um, Did she just die from injuries? So, essentially, yes. Basically, she kept going into cardiac arrest. Oh, yeah. Um, and, but I'm going to get into this here in a second. But I told you that her wedding had 750 million viewers. hmm Guess how much her funeral had. How many? 2.5 billion. <gasps> with That's, a B? With a B, but anyway, so I'm gonna go ahead and get into the conspiracies of what happened that night that could have caused this accident. Um, I need to show you a picture. I didn't post it here on my <clears throat> notes, but like the car just completely obliterated. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if he was going 106 miles per hour, that would probably do it, oh, crash yeah. into a pillar. But there's, like I said, so much behind it. So we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna get into the first conspiracy. Um, it could have been out of jealousy that. She thought this was planned. So Prince Charles would get upset when people called her a name instead of his whenever they were on like their engagements or riding around or anything. And her butler Paul Burrell stated that after certain engagements, his jealousy had shown and he would say things like, "Why do they want to see you? I made you royal."
1: Oh man.
0: Yeah, like just all the time because people were always calling, like they were always calling out for her.
1: Chuck's got an ego complex. Chuck,
0: <laughs> gross. I like Chuck. Chuck is Chuck is a not oh, a name.
1: Chucky is that more fitting?
0: God, I guess Does with our look podcast. He like a Chucky. No, he looks like he looks like a horse. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> well, would you
1: call a horse Chucky?
0: No, I'd probably call a horse like Charles. Nancy. <laughs> That's actually my horse's name in Red Dead Redemption. It's Nancy.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I was taking a huge drink right there. <laughs>
0: killed her on the podcast okay let's keep going i have to keep reopening my app because it's freaking um but yeah people called her the people's princess because of how interactive she was with everyone she was friendly she was social she was not a fucking stable like horse prince charles that looked at <laughs> like uh, okay so <laughs> i forgot i had written that in there but basically yeah he just like he didn't interact with the people he just kind of stood there and waved um but that he wanted
1: people to engage with him but he wasn't going to engage
0: yeah. I think essentially. Um, there was the royal scandal. <laughs> okay. So, in 1986, Charles had an affair with Camilla mm-hmm. and admitted to it. Um, I don't know what year they had their affair. It could have been in 86, or I don't know when he admitted to it. I don't have the exact timetables there. Um, but she had given him cufflinks with a CNC and c kind of like Coco Chanel. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Co- yeah, Coco and Chanel. Um... But Diana felt that it meant something more, because Charles, Camilla, they both start with C. In 1992, as their marriage kept getting worse, Diana had an affair with James Gilby, and their phone conversations apparently leaked over the airwaves, leading to tabloids and embarrassment for her and the royal family. I don't know exactly what was in the tabloids. I didn't look that up.
1: You can leak. Is it just the phone records or, like, the transcriptions?
0: I don't know. But they think that she was bugged, because they think that...
1: Well, I mean, I'm, honestly, if they're so involved in everything she does, why wouldn't she be bugged? Well, they
0: were both having affairs inside of this marriage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think his was strictly with Camilla, but it's been told, like, one of her, I think, I don't know if it was one of her bodyguards, uh, was one that she was having an affair with, or if it was, like, a butler, I don't know, but basically he got, like, they asked him to leave.
1: Oh, he got fired. He
0: got fired. But then he died in a car accident.
1: Oh.
0: Mm. I forgot to write that conspiracy in here, but... He was in the car? He, he wasn't in that car. He died in a separate car accident shortly was, after they told him.
1: Oh, shortly after they told him that she had died?
0: Yeah. I don't think it was his James Gilby. I think it was somebody else. I have it written down on my other notes. That's not on this tablet. Um, but, yeah. So, there's that. Um, but bigger than that, bigger than all of her stuff that was being leaked on the airwaves, Charles and Camilla conversations were leaked, too. <laughs> I can't believe I wrote this down So I said speaking of leaked Charles, oh, no. <laughs> Charles made a comment about he, how he Wanted to be Camilla's Tampax Ew
1: <sighs> I know This is way too much blood on his hands now Oh girl stop it
0: <laughs> No 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 <laughs> So okay So when I was doing this research and I read that And like threw up in my mouth four times I went up to Cody, Cody's my husband everyone And I was like hey would you ever, like, say that you wanted to be my tampon? And he was like, what? And I was like, <laughs> I was like do you heard me. Like, would you ever, like, say you want to be my tampon? He's like, do you want me to get the divorce papers now?
1: <laughs> that's how you know he's not a creep, lady. Yes, and that's
0: how I know he's a, keep- <laughs> he's a keeper. Isn't that fucking gross? That is disgusting. Yeah, so it's like, her stuff was leaked on, um, like, everywhere. But it wasn't his as was too.
1: incriminating as apparently trying there's a, to be someone's tampon
0: yeah theirs is apparently very explicit yes um released the same year i think it was in i think that was in 92 or 93 um a book regarding family secrets and her relationship with charles was published in a book called in her words by andrew morton i read this a long time ago so i don't remember a whole lot about it but there's also a documentary on netflix that you can watch which pretty much um it, it summarizes the book mm-hmm. and it has a lot of Diana talking to so you get a lot of because it was a lot of recorded conversations <sighs> um, but because of that t- book and at that point the queen demanded she wanted Charles and Diana to divorce and it wouldn't be official until 96. Um, during the settlements of the divorce, she had to give up her titles, Royal Highness, like I said earlier, um, but she could still be addressed as princess. She really focused her efforts on neglected charities and communities, homeless HIV victims, landmine victims, and trying to outlaw the landmines. She kept herself very well informed on all details of her passion, which led to the third conspiracy regarding the landmines, is that she was off by manufacturers being placed out of business because of the landmines. When she addressed the issue of the landmines, she received um, funding, attention, of spotlight and all the cases where the victims were involved, and she had made enemies with certain factions with landmine traders, manufacturers, and some apparently threatened to threatened her to back down um, so as not to thwart their business. So she was supposedly getting threats from these landmine manufacturers right um she wanted a permanent ban on landmines and had compelled a list of people involved in landmine trade so she she was very very passionate about that very vocal yeah she was like she had visited children um there was one story basically where she had visited i think it was a little girl and she didn't have her legs because the landmines and princess diana went down there and she was just talking to her like a human being and then um she she left like she was on her way out and one of the nurses or doctors Came running up to Diana, and they asked that little girl. Woke up, said, "Was that an angel that was just in here?" And then she had passed away.
1: Oh, that poor Isn't that baby! Sad?
0: Yeah, uh. like this. Like I have chills just thinking about that because she she just wanted so much more for people who did not have any privilege at all. Um. So we're going to talk about another conspiracy, which is the letter. So about ten months before the car crash, Diana had written a letter to her butler, Paul Burrell. I've already spoken about him. The contents of the letter did not come out until 2003, where Burrell revealed that Dana was scared for her safety and felt Charles was going to plot an accident. She said specifically, this particular phase of my life is the most dangerous. My husband is planning an accident in my car, brake failure, and serious head injury in order to make the path clear for him to remarry. Specifically, Camilla. Um, I don't have a link to The the full letter. This is all that I could really get from it. I don't know if he released any more of it. Um, But this is said in many different articles and on the podcast I listen to as well. So if anybody's interested in that or they can find, like, the full letter, it's all in the show notes um, for, like, my sources. But, yeah, if anybody has access to the full letter or any other information, I'm so down for hearing it. But I think the queen or, like, their family is related to uh, some Vladimir person, like, back in, like, the 1400s, vampire or something. You know what?
1: That doesn't sound right at all, babe.
0: I got it from Watch Mojo. So. I got the 1400s, right?
1: Girl. I don't even think it was the 1400s, so I think it was later than
0: that. You know what? I'm going to look it up later and then I'll prove you wrong or right.
1: We'll see. Okay. Okay. Oh, right. You heard it here from Amber. The Royals <laughs> are related to vampires. The you know Royals it. Royals are vampires. Oh, they the lizard out of Am- people, too. They're lizard-, they're lizard people vampires. That's kind of straight I don't, from Amber. I
0: don't know much about lizard people, but I think that's, like, the top one I've heard is that the royal family are lizard people. Lizard I'm like- people
1: is, like, the funniest conspiracy
0: I know. Me. that like, is Like,
1: <laughs> you could argue that anybody's a lizard, really, and, like, you can't prove they're not. Well, I mean, you can.
0: That's true. But, but also, I don't know. It like I'm just genuinely curious, like where did this conspiracy come conspiracy from?
1: Conspiracy theories are interesting, and in the main fact of like, where do people come up with this stuff? Like, how did you connect all those dots to get to that Jay Z and Beyonce are lizard people?
0: I know, and like, I honestly, I love listening to conspiracy theories. It doesn't matter if it's real or it's not. I it will can be listen to you. Face, I'll yeah. listen
1: to it because it's just funny to see how people's brains connect things.
0: Yeah. Or they find something out and they're like, Ooh.
1: Yeah, or they just blow up one aspect way <clears throat> out of proportion. Oh, yeah.
0: That's my favorite. Okay. So, another conspiracy is that Muhammad Al-Fayed, so that's Dodi's father, mm-hmm. the Egyptian billionaire, he believed that Diana was pregnant. There was a picture that was released of Diana, and she had, like, a little bit of a pooch. So, naturally, everyone assumed she's pregnant. But her and Dodi weren't together for very long. But
1: also... Stop talking about princess diana's body you already I gave know. her that was another day. disorder like, yeah. and now you're going to say she's pregnant cuz she's got a little holiday weight
0: yeah everybody was like oh okay it's well like she's too thin she's like she's like a toothpick oh now she's got a little pooch she's pregnant the media
1: is never they never want you to be happy with yourself cuz then the, you'll stop buying all their products i
0: you know what you're on to something you are right <laughs> um there were also rumors that Dodie was going to propose to diana which supposedly was later confirmed when a golden diamond I also put it was kind of a tacky looking ring, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Different time. You no, know, different time. Uh, it was found in their apartment with the receipt. Diana had announced to her friends that she had a big surprise she was wanting to share. Her friends supposedly knew when her cycle was, and they knew it wouldn't be a pregnancy, and also blood results after the accident confirmed that she wasn't pregnant, supposedly.
1: I don't think any of my friends know my cycle.
0: Oh, I'll tell you when I'm on my period. I mean, yeah, I but, like, you won't I don't document it, month. and
1: then you die, and I can be like, yeah. she was on cycle day 32.
0: <laughs> I know, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, okay, normally I sync up, I sync up with my girl, so if I'm on my period, everyone around me will be on their period.
1: And see, I've heard that's just a myth, you know, like when you're sitting at the. I know, I
0: believe uh, it. I believe in a everything. turn lane,
1: and how all of a sudden your blinkers start synchronizing with a person ahead, and then it gets off, and then you're oh, back. I
0: haven't heard that, but. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, like, girl, like, yeah, I wouldn't know the exact date of when my girlfriends are. But, like,
1: how would you know, like, oh, yeah, she's definitely not, like. Yeah,
0: they very well could have just been very, very personal with each other. Um,
1: Huh, maybe we're just not close enough. We need to start syncing our calendars.
0: Well, I mean, it'll be a while for me, but. Oh, Duh. (laughs) You let me know, and I'll put it in my planner. You put it in, in your planner? And then if you die, and I'm like, she could have been pregnant. I'm like, according to this, she's not. <laughs> All right. So, Muhammad assumed that the British family could not accept an Egyptian Muslim being a potential stepfather to the future king of England, which would have been Will, um, one of her sons. Right. So, yeah, they think that that could have been a... Po- uh,
1: race issue?
0: Yeah, race issue. That could have been one reason why they decided to kill her. <clears throat> Um, so another conspiracy is that Henri Paul was driving recklessly on purpose. He was a driver for Dodi Alfayed. Supposedly, he only made about $50,000 a year, but after his passing, there was hundreds of thousands of dollars in his bank account, like he had gotten paid a very large sum mm-hmm. within a small amount of time. A French investigator made the assumption that it was a bunch of tips made from working at the Ritz Hotel, but after rumors state, it could have been within the sem- some sort of faction of MI6. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Okay, I didn't, so cool.
1: MI6 is like British CIA.
0: Yeah. British Secret Service or something. James Bond worked for him. I know, which I think is so cool. <laughs> um, Henri, Paul's, Henri Paul's blood alcohol limit was 3.5 times over the regular limit.
1: He was drunk?
0: hmm Not just drunk. He was also on prescription pills as well. Okay,
1: but was he like... I feel like French people drink a lot in general.
0: Yes. So is I it
1: like... What was his baseline? Was he normally driving at like a two when he was just a little bit over?
0: Well, I don't think their intention was to leave because I don't think he was... He was supposed to be a driver.
1: Yeah, he was um, just like, "Oh crap, we gotta go."
0: Yeah. Um. So, because uh, they were wanting to get back to the apartment mm-hmm. where they were staying, and um, but I had to look this up. So apparently, the blood alcohol limit in France is .5 grams. Um. So basically, you can just, like just get drunk off of, of a glass of wine while you're there. Um. While it's here, ours is .08 Bloods or eight are grams. Not
1: grams? Are we?
0: I had to c- try to do the conversion. So theirs is .5 grams which would be 0.05 is their alcohol limit well ours is 0.08 oh
1: okay i see what you're saying now yeah i
0: had to look it up because i was like wait i don't think we measure it in grams yeah <clears throat>
1: i don't know how metric works no public education
0: yeah <laughs> i don't either but that's okay this is what this is we're, we're, we're teaching learning. people. we're learning and we're teaching i hope anyway he was apparently taking some sort of medication on top of his prescription drugs and the alcohol making him nearly incoherent while speeding wife on the proper ATSI. Um, he
1: was going 106? Yeah. He probably didn't realize how fast he was flying. No. Unless it was, like, a high-speed paparazzi it, chase. It,
0: it supposedly it was. It was three minutes after they had left the hotel. So, and, like, para- paparazzi were already on them. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another conspiracy. The time of the crash versus the time it took for Diana to get to the hospital. So The crash was at 1223 a.m. Apparently, a doctor was driving by when he came upon the scene and tried to work with what little equipment he had. Um, I don't have the time for when the paramedics arrive, um, but when they did, they do what is called a stay and play. So they do as much work as they can at the scene mm-hmm. while we, um, they call it a scoop and run. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you were to, like, bonk your head or if I were to hit you on the head with a sledgehammer or something, I, I don't Good thing you don't know where things are in my house. You're right. I don't, but I can figure it out. I'm just kidding. That's scary. Don't. It's not real. It's not real. Um, but yeah, so basically paramedics will come take you away here, but in France, right. they, they have to work on you as much as they can here before they take you there.
1: okay. That's probably a little bit better.
0: It might be, but given the situation and the car accident, I'll have to show you the picture of the car because it was just... Com- I've seen the
1: picture of the car, Oh, you right? have? Yeah.
0: It's sad. It's gross. Um, but anyway, so at one twenty in the morning, they were trying to stabilize her and eventually they began moving her to the hospital at that point. They had to stop a couple times because she went into cardiac arrest on the way to the hospital. Oh, yeah. So, they arrived at 2.01 a.m. at the hospital. The crash was at 12.23. It took them
1: two hours? Because how long were they treating her out there?
0: So, I think that it, let's see. It's.
1: Were they treating her out there for that whole two hours? Or not was the it whole just, two
0: hours. They started leaving at 1.20, well, I believe. Was it also,
1: they probably had to, you know, get through the, the wreckage, you know, open things up, pull people out. And they had other people in the car, too. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: That and then I checked how far away the tunnel was from the hospital, and it was about 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're in a paramedic, you're obviously going a lot faster than that, where you can probably right. reach in like five. And it still took
1: them 40 minutes, yeah,
0: to get there. Um, and yeah, I think that that had a big factor in it because right. she was still alive when they got to the hospital, she didn't die until four in the morning,
1: right? Two hours um, later,
0: yeah. And they like they, uh, like th- they immediately started working on her once mm-hmm. they got there. Um, but I also. When I was looking at this hospital, I only got 3.3 3 out of 5 stars, so oh. anything under a 4 is shit to me.
1: They took the princess to a less than 5-star hospital. Well, I mean. Well, maybe it had some more stars back then over Probably, time.
0: and they were like, you killed Diana.
1: Yeah, that's probably what all the reviews are. It's <laughs> like a bunch of, like, I would give zero stars if I could.
0: <laughs> yes, I love that. I love reading. I love reading bad reviews. I've read them on the White Glove Motel here. Oh, that's fantastic. We'll, we'll go over that some other time. Someone's definitely been murdered there. (laughs) Okay, so another conspiracy is the white Fiat Uno. Um, There were apparently some white paint marks on the Mercedes. That was the car that they were driving. After the car had been collected, assuming that Henri had hit someone, um, and apparently that white Fiat Uno was driving in the wrong lane when it had hit them. Um, And also, white Fiat Unos were the most popular car in Paris that year, so naturally it's going to be a car that would be difficult to find.
1: Oh, it's like, I got hit by a silver Prius.
0: Do you see a lot of silver Priuses I around here? Oh, okay. I was going to say, I see a lot of trucks. That's all that is here I'm like, freaking trucks galore.
1: And mom SUVs.
0: Yeah, that's true, too. Um, eventually, they were able to find that the Uno belonged to a photographer named James Anderson who apparently sold his car just a few months after the crash. He also was apparently boasting to his friends that he had explosive photos of the crash with Diana. So, I don't know what the exact intent of this, if, like... They actually, if he did hit the car, I don't know how he would have gotten the photos.
1: Right, because those Fiat's aren't very big. No, they're
0: tiny. They're tiny cars. But I don't know if he was one of the paparazzi that was, like, following them uh-huh. or what happened or but how he got those the, photos. Like,
1: they, he was the paparazzi with the white Fiat.
0: Yes. Um, it was then believed that he was planning on going public with his involvement with MI6 with the incident. Mm-hmm. So, that's just supposedly, I don't know if that's true or not. He was saying
1: he was an MI6 undercover agent kind of thing yeah or just that mi6 was like hey do this thing for us real quick
0: yeah i think that's essentially what it was um french investigating officer uh jean Lanzun told a london hearing that he arrived while the vehicle was still ablaze when he went to go visit anderson and he saw the corpse alight at the steering wheel with a two-inch hole in his left temple um, but police concluded that it was a suicide after a pathologist said the hole was due to the intense heat of the fire after he set a light to himself. High levels of carbon monoxide was also found in his blood, he suggesting- He light
1: to himself?
0: Apparently. But you there get... was that hole in his head that made it seem that he was probably shot. I don't- Wait, the driver? Yeah, the guy that supposedly hit Diana and was going to come- Oh, the and... other driver. The guy in the white Fiat- The no, white Fiat guy. The Fiat so yeah, I we were in the other car. Sorry, no.
1: We are still in the fiat. Got it. Yes.
0: Don't worry. I'm almost done. Okay. So, Sorry. No, you're good. Um, but basically, yeah, he he was found dead before they could, like, get any more information out of him. That's mm-hmm. why that French investigator was going to go visit him, and he was found dead. Supposedly suicide. I don't fucking believe it. <laughs> um, I think the biggest conspiracy here is that the royal family was behind the entire thing, and that kind of incorporates all of the all things of them, that yeah. I had said before. Um, it was long since been rumored that the royal family was behind this and they tie in a large part behind all the conspiracies. Um, they could have paid off Henri Paul after the royal scandal because of the pregnancy. Supposedly, um, yeah. Yeah, interfering with big manufacturers like the landmine business, possibly interact with doctors under orders from the Queen. Um
1: You know what's fun? It could be a combination of all three.
0: Yeah. Here's another one. Supposedly, cameras weren't working the morning or the night of the accident. And 25 minutes before Diana's Mercedes entered, it could be for this reason, as um, this, uh, like, article notes by The Lobster, that the CCTV cameras covering the crash site both before and after the crash were not working. When Mohamed Al-Fayed's lawyers requested copies of the tapes from 17 cameras that cover the journey of the Mercedes, they were told by French police that no such tapes existed for those cameras. Because
1: all of them were down? Yep how do you have in the only the
0: exact area where that you know someone did it well that's why there is that rumor that Henri Paul could have been behind it because he was like let's go and they went the direction that he they wanted him to go so
1: well i also can see if you're kind of getting out of a space
0: that it could just be we're just heading that way possibly and then there could have been someone tailing them but how often do you hear about an incident happening and of course there's no camera footage when there normally would have been well i want they had time
1: you know i wonder if in that time frame they like pulled the tapes destroyed them and said they
0: broke exactly that could have been it too um but yeah they were saying it was either like 25 minutes before and after or it was like all morning and night of the accident so i don't know if it was specifically planned for hmm. this whole thing to happen but it's just
1: it's just convenient that all tapes are gone
0: yeah Um, And then I also have here that it was noted by NBC that Paris has the most sophisticated video surveillance system of any city in the world. Yeah, you didn't capture. How? Someone did it. I know. The cleanup crew in the truck that picked up the Mercedes after the accident arrived, um, yeah, picked it up before evidence could be collected or any legitimate photos that weren't by paparazzi could be taken. Yeah. Um, Did they
1: ever test it or was it just gone?
0: No, um, I think they did go in there and they tested it because they found out that I let's see, Diana, I think Dodie, and I think, um, the driver, Henri, weren't wearing seatbelts. I knew that. The yeah. only person that was was the was the bodyguard, which Who supposedly, lived. yeah, wasn't like they don't wear their suitcase or suitcases. <laughs> they don't wear their seatbelts. Um, but for some reason he did. Uh. I think he like. Yeah, I don't know. But so they were going through the car and they were seeing if they were tampered or anything Mm -hmm. and they just couldn't get to it. But, no, they said that the seatbelts were in perfectly working condition. I think that they they were just in such a hurry that they didn't buckle themselves in. And they think that, yeah, with that, like, she may have survived if she had her seatbelt on. Right. So. Or she was unbuckled. That, too. Could have been. We don't. that's a good conspiracy. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Tack it in here. Throw it on the list. Yeah. Um, and then let's see here. What else do I have? Um. Yeah, the whole area wasn't treated like a crime scene. It was hosed down. Debris was swept up. Um. And I like I understand the normal procedures, like cleaning right. up an accident, but this is for someone... Well, oh, of... I'm just
1: surprised at a car accident, law enforcement wasn't called to this scene, and they didn't immediately start doing
0: pictures. Law enforcement was there. However, there were two witnesses. I don't know if I have their names in these notes... Um, it can be found in the Fatal Voyage uh, podcast, but basically they kind of had eyes almost the entire time. And then they were trying to give their testimonies to some police officers, and I guess there was just a lack of urgency. They did, said that they didn't need their testimony Oh, we don't need to hear your story about yeah. what you saw? Yeah. They said they had enough, and they're like, no, we're like, we we saw the entire thing. And they're like, no, it's and okay. they're like,
1: yeah, we get it. There was a car accident. Yeah. See the so, fire? That's why I'm the police officer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so oh yeah i even have it right here uh, lack of urgency they didn't want to take their quote essentially had no feeling they were just like and uh, like i know that police officers are supposed to hold like this facade and they're supposed to be stoic and show no emotion right but yeah apparently it's like you think she was the people's princess everybody loved her and on like with her funeral i remember seeing footage of like everyone crying well especially everyone. since
1: all those tapes were down why wouldn't you take the witness statements
0: Exactly, unless they were hired by someone... Unless it was MI6. Yep. Working with through the, the Queen. Um, or the
1: Queen working through them. Yep,
0: and I do have MI6 on here um, that the royal family is higher than any power oh, in yeah. Europe. So they could have easily asked her to find any way to have her terminated. Oh, yeah. So it's, like, yeah, with no repercussions on them whatsoever. Um, That's in, insane. Yeah, in recent events... Um, Like, as in June of 2020. So, the super badass hacker group Anonymous released a video relating to a bunch of recent events, like the footage of George Floyd, news about Trump, and Epstein. And we're going to try to withhold from saying the T-word here. (laughs) And then they mentioned that the British Royal Monarchy was behind the entire affair for a whole other reason. Um,
1: Did they posting more, or just that they were going to post more? Because no. I heard about, because this was yeah. this year, right? Yeah, it was June. I, right, I remember hearing about it, but I was more uh, focused on other aspects of the anonymous part.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to rewatch it, because I watched it a while ago. But basically, they were saying, like, yes, the British family was behind this. Um, Ooh. But yeah, like, yeah, they have stuff with, like, just all There's bad just things happening. a bunch and, of weird... Yeah, so it's like, why would they bring something up that happened, what, 13... 23 years ago? If it weren't uh, things. Yeah, if it, if it weren't relevant. Yeah. Um, and the last thing is, is that, and also in light of the recent scandals and everything going on, um, especially with the sex trafficking, Prince Andrew, which is Prince Charles' brother, is found to be in cahoots with Jeffrey Epstein and since, being, since been interrogated and released despite victims' accounts, which is absolutely fucking bullshit. So, like, it, like, and a victim has stated he knows what he's done. Uh-huh. Nothing's happened to him. why
1: absolute power corrupts absolutely
0: yes um so yeah nothing's gonna happen to him because he is a royalty above it um before her death diana was visiting hospitals and care homes where former media personality sir james seville had reportedly taken advantage of individuals in a sex abuse scandal diana allegedly went to these institutions to console the victims and might have recorded the rape victims testimonies there's also rumored that a palace employee may have been a rapist and that Diana may have talked to the alleged victim. Having this kind of information over the royal family was a brave and dangerous choice for her.
1: Oh, maybe it was related to that.
0: It could have been that, but I think they were saying that the rapist was... I don't think they were saying that it was Andrew. I uh-huh. think they were saying it was, like, an employee there. Oh,
1: a different person. Yeah.
0: Um, And it was said that she kept all these testimonies and tapes in a box at Kensington Palace, but the box was never recovered. Oh. So... Um, that's all that I have regarding all the conspiracies. Just every time that I kept looking something up, I found something new. And that is why this was so long, and I'm so sorry. It, it's just, it's kind of unbelievable to think that there's so many coincidences revolving just, around her death.
1: There's just so many aspects, and, like... What's so crazy is it could be a combination of all of them. Yeah. It's so fun when a conspiracy theory works on multiple levels like that.
0: Yeah. And like, yeah, with the sex trafficking thing, that is brand new information mm-hmm. that came out this year. Right. So that's what I mean. Like, I would be searching up something, and then that would just, that would pop up. Oh, my
1: gosh. You um, picked a wrong time to do this research.
0: I know. And I was like, this is something that has affected me since I was a little girl. Um, But yeah, basically, I definitely think that the British family was behind it. Um, I, there's definitely something that they're hiding and I like, they have the power to do it. They have the power to get away with just about anything in their path. Um, but could you imagine just all the stuff that princess Diana could have have done? Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah, she was such a huge advocate for like AIDS and HIV victims that people didn't even want to touch or go near. And she was the type of person that was like, I will hold your hand. I will hug you. I will make you feel loved and not anything lower than what you. Less than a person. Yeah, she didn't want them feeling lower than her. When she went to these different charities and everything, she took her son's Harry and Will with her. Uh-huh. And that's something that Harry, especially Harry, is something that he kind of prides himself on, is that he wants to he wants to bring on his mom's legacy. He wants right. to carry it and on. And he stepped
1: away from the royals.
0: Yeah. Do you think it's because they killed his mom? I think so. Maybe. That could be a I part think, of I it. I think that he probably... Has a, I think, think there's a bunch wasn't. of reasons. That's yeah. definitely not the only one. But like, and she wasn't. She wasn't an innocent person by any means. But I think no, she definitely she doesn't deserve to die. No, she doesn't deserve to die. She doesn't deserve such a tragedy. all the hatred and toxicity behind that family and how they treated uh, her. Like she was just such a heart warming, kind, a compassionate person. Yeah, and, a and family of robots. Yeah, and like I think I'll kind of leave it on this note as well. Just, like, she did have some mental illness. She definitely had some mental issues. Um, and it's not a bad thing whatsoever. But, unfortunately, it just wasn't addressed in an appropriate or timely right. manner. And I think that that factored into a lot of... you got to find what works for you, and you got to find people who are willing to work with you at it. Yeah. And, and she
1: didn't get either of those. She didn't
0: get that. Like, she wasn't really close to her family. And she definitely wasn't close to the royal family. She essentially had... No, I think she was close to like her brothers and sisters, but But that's like it. And then Yeah. So that's such a tragedy. How old was she? She would have been, I think like in her forties. So let's see, what, sixty-one to ninety seven? Yeah. What is that? Thirty six. There you go. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um but yeah, what do you think? What do you think? Do you think it was an accident? Like, no, I definitely don't think it's an accident. Something's fishy there.
1: I'm not going to say who did what, but there's definitely some MI6 involvement.
0: There, Yeah, there's definitely... There's definitely there, yeah. some
1: corruption in there that
0: played a huge part in there. Yeah, and I even thought that before Anonymous came out, and I definitely think Anonymous is onto some shit. So I think whenever they decide to release more information, maybe we can even tack that on to, like, a correction episode. Or, oh, yeah. We'll so update we can, the conspiracy we'll, theories if they ever... Have some more, uh, merit. I'm so excited. But yes, that is my story of Princess Diana and all the conspiracies behind her tragic death and her somewhat tragic life as well. But God bless her baby soul. R.I.P. R.I.P. Princess Diana. You will always be the people's princess.
1: Always and forever. So, are you ready to hear a paranormal story, Amber?
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. Hold on, wait, am I going to, like, how, how, is your house haunted? My house is definitely not haunted. I, th- I thought you were going to be saying, it's definitely haunted. No, it's definitely no. not
1: haunted. There's, I have not had a single thing knock on wood that makes me think my house is haunted. Okay, cool. Okay.
0: I'm so excited. I'm so nervous. So. I'm going to pee my pants.
1: I'm kicking things off with a bang here. Bang. And starting off with one of the most haunted houses in the States. And it's actually
0: oh.
1: three hours away <laughs> in Atchison, Kansas. And for those people who aren't in the Midwest, Atchison is about, um, let me look here. Three it's about an hour directly northwest of downtown Kansas City. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. So it's kind of up in the corner by Nebraska. Uh, have you been there? the sally house yeah no you want to go no oh <laughs> i'll drive by and wave out the window but here's something you'll learn about me i love horror movies yeah. true crime creepy Absolutely. stuff i am a huge weenie hut jr about these kinds <laughs> of things i love scary things but i am easily frightened Where is that from That is from the Spongebob movie.
0: That's what I (laughs) thought it was! Oh my gosh, because I was literally singing Goofy Goober to Sam
1: the other day. But, so we are going to the Sally House, and the Sally House is located at 508 North 2nd Street and was built around the turn of the century. Um, When was it again? Built? Built. Built. Yes. When? Around the turn of the century.
0: Oh, this year. I mean... (laughs) No, not
1: the 21st century, babe. The 20th 20th Yeah, that's what I meant. Yes.
0: Pregnancy brain. I'm going to blame everything on pregnancy brain. We'll see how long you get to use (laughs) (laughs) it.
1: I'm going to use it until I die. Oh, my gosh. Um, So, the legend of the house says that Dr. Charles Finney lived there, and he was a local surgeon. In 1906, um, a mother came in in the middle of the night with her six-year-old daughter who was experiencing severe abdominal pain. Is her name Sally? Severe abdominal pain. And, like, before... (laughs) Um, so the doctor looks at her and goes, oh my gosh, I think her appendix is about to rupture. I need to remove this right now or this little six-year-old girl is going to die. Oh my gosh. So he clears off his kitchen table and starts performing this appendectomy before this little girl has any anesthesia to, stick to uh, kick in. Mm-hmm. And he botched it and she died on the table. Oh my god. Yeah. And... Most say that this little girl's name is Sally. Okay. Like Amber said. I hope she haunted his ass. There uh, were four deaths in the house. Um, uh, Charles Vinny, he died in the house. His father died in that house. And then his father-in-law and his um, daughter eventually did. But, like, they were all of age and they were all natural causes. None of them were any violent deaths. And there was really no report of activity until the 90s. Oh. In the house, um, so we're just gonna move on forward. So people like kept, like that was still a place where people yeah could people live. lived there throughout that entire period. Okay, but there was no really reported activity until the late eighties, early nineties in that house. Oh my gosh! Yes. Okay. okay. So we are going to start with the Pickmans. They kind of had the peak haunting. They are the ones who recorded it and got this out there that stuff was happening. Oh my gosh! Have you seen footage? I have seen so much footage, and this is exactly why I will not go there. Let me tell you more. Okay, okay, sorry. Okay, I'm so scared. You're so scared.
0: You're, you're chill. It's light outside. But your house is dark. My house is light. <laughs> That's great. That's a black wall. Okay. <laughs> there is so
1: much natural light filling this room. That's I true. will have you know, it is twelve in the afternoon. It doesn't matter. I could. I, it could be. I'm. Keep going. All right. Well, buckle up, buttercup. Here we go. Some of the first activity the Pickmans, Deborah, and Tony experienced was their dog barking at the nursery where their baby was. Oh, no. The dog just started barking, and the baby would wake up every hour on the hour as if something was playing with it. I want to cry. Stop it. <laughs> oh, God. No. I think their ki- neighbors reported to them that lights in the nursery would be on all night. Even I, though they would turn them off before they went to bed. And they would wake up the next day and the neighbors would be like, hey, why'd you leave the nursery night light on? The light on all night. Like on and off all the time. And this was in the 80s, right? This is in 93. 93, okay. That this is all happening. Um, and Deborah would have turned them off. Deborah was like very adamant, you know, I have the same routine. The lights are off. And they'd be like, they were on all night again. Mm-hmm. So on July 14th, 1993. Um, Debra and Tony were in the downstairs living room with their neighbors, you know, just having a time. The kid was already asleep, you know, hanging out. Mm -mm. And, um, Debra goes to check on the baby and she comes into the room and the lights are on and all of the child stuffed animals are in a circle on the floor back to back in a ring. (gasps) I got chills. All the little teddy bears and dolls back to back. Debra was like, what the fuck? Come look at this. We're just going to put it all away. She's fine. She's still asleep. She's doing good. And, and it's, a, it's like downstairs. a baby, like an it's infant. A, it's, a, it's an infant. Okay. Like crib, baby, baby. <laughs> they cleaned it up, went back downstairs, and Deborah went to check on the baby. Again, the lights were on, and um, the bear was back off onto the floor from the rocking chair that she had put it back on. mm um, they immediately pack an overnight bag and go stay at her parents' house. Yep, I was
0: going to say, get that kid out of that room. Um,
1: and as they were leaving, Tony felt a very, very sharp pain on <gasps> his lower back and was like, what the hell is this? And he lifts up his shirt to reveal three claw marks in his back. What? And they have pictures of it, just like a huge, like a scratch,
0: like a three-claw scratch. Sorry, I'm going to have, like, just, like, sidebar. Did you ever play, uh, was it called, Cat Scratch? I think that's what it's called. You ever play that? Maybe? That could be not the name of it. But I remember um, I was at a church lock-in a long time ago with some friends. Or just, like, anytime we had a sleepover, we played this game where you go into a dark room, you turn off all the lights. And then, like, like, say we're doing it right now and Uh it's dark in here. Like, you would be sitting in front of me, I would like ru- be rubbing your shoulders, telling you a story, and then all of a sudden I tell you a story about how a cat comes and like attacks you. Oh, yes, I know you do. It's like, spiders running up your back. You know? Well, no, I mean, you tell a story, though, like you were walking down a dark alley. Oh, that's and then, so creepy. And then you wait, and then you Here's turn the on thing. the light, and there's scratches I'm on your back. I'm creeped out by people
1: massaging my shoulders in general, so I would have already been like a no-go. We're <laughs> sitting in the dark.
0: Nope, not playing that game. Okay, all right. Well, then I will say wow. that, Well, no, there's been times when we played it in yeah scratches would be on the other person's back <gasps> and that wouldn't it be like from us doing it it would just be like i don't know probably a trick of the mind but yeah you know but, yeah. but you yeah. kids that's just what it reminded me of okay sorry continue <laughs> so
1: got a three-cost scratch mark on his back Cat. they still live in this house so what? they come back
0: oh i thought you meant like to this day
1: no 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 <laughs> um Get so out. deborah contacted a psychic and re- she did really good um the sally house I think it's .com, is all of her personal accounts. It's, like, her blog entries. Then she's got, like, four huge, long segments of what the psychic had said. And basically what the psychic said was -hmm. that there was um, a spirit in the house, and it was a little girl, and she went by Sally, Um, you know. And so uh, on October 31st of 1993, you know, Halloween, Tony saw a little girl in the kitchen as he's sitting at the table just standing there, and he drew this really, really well-drawn illustration of what this girl looks like. I have chills. You just can't
0: see them. (laughs) That's what I'm looking at.
1: And um, when they were doing more investigation about, you know, why is this happening? What's going on? They were talking to former residents. The people who lived in the house before them said that their five-year-old had an imaginary friend named Sally, and whenever the five-year-old would get in trouble, do something wrong, she would say, Sally did it, or Sally made me do it all the time, and they pull out the drawing to show the girl who's like in her 20s at this point when they're doing all this and she's like that's my imaginary friend sally i thought she was fake like did you did you ever have
0: an imaginary friend fuck no (laughs) i okay (laughs) i always wanted an imaginary yeah and so you try it for like a day and then you forget about them for forever (laughs) i know so, so i was like no like i just like i couldn't procure an imaginary child so it's like or friend. So it's like I don't know. Did I was I not creative enough, or was I just like not fucked up enough to be right? You to didn't talk have into that a sixth spirit there. Yeah. So um,
1: the haunting escalates. Fires started happening on their own. Small fires start uh, happening. Um, they uh, would hear scratching in the walls, like something's clawing its way out. Not like rodents, uh-uh. like clawing. Like, to get out of the walls. I'm going to throw up. Um, A lamp was thrown at Tony's mom. Oh, my God. Yeah. How many people lived in this house? Um, This is still with the Pinktons, right? This is the Pickmans, yes. Pickmans, sorry. No, this is just the Pickmans account right now. In the 90s, before that, you know, they had several owners throughout it. Like, the, the Finney family had it for a long time until his daughter died in the house in, like, the 1930s. And then it just kind of is a property that was, like, rented and... Oh, okay. It's just gone through a lot of people.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so there was one instance where they both saw a full-bodied apparition of the little girl who went up and grabbed Tony's wrist and left burn singed skin where her hand was. Oh my god. Yes. And Tony would feel fine at work and when he was outside of the house but the second he got into the house he would be taken over with this like wave of anger and like violence and there's even a quote from him um where he states that it got to the point where when I was in the house I could not think any happy thought it was just strictly I wanted to hurt her her being his wife no um I I was a whole different person that's something can come inside me and make me capable of doing that it just it tears me up as much as I hate to say it I planned on slitting her throat (gasps) oh my god like outside of the house he was totally normal it was only in the house where he was just like I need to murder her (gasps) oh my god they moved in 1994 so not even a full year in this house I'm pretty sure at this point all the little alarm bells should be going off in your head saying this is not a little girl it is not a little girl. So let's take a look back at the owners who had this a little bit previously, oh from my. before there was any activity reported. Okay. Is this before Sally? This is before the Pickmans. Oh, okay. This is just because um, you remember there was really no activity reported until until then. Um, uh, like the Pickmans oh and a little shit. and then, like the owners before okay. them, and so. Oh
0: my God. This is uh Ooh. one of
1: the previous owners. They summoned a demon. The family living there received a surprise visit from their landlord. And so he went out to the basement because you know that's where all the heater stuff is, you know, all of that kind of things to check out. And he found quite a scene. Mm. He mm. found an altar, no. a cauldron, mm. black robes, and a giant black pentagram painted onto the floor. It's like um, a tent. The mom was a devil worshipper and oh, was uh, doing sacrifices and animal rituals in the basement. Um, and to this day, there's still this huge, like, they've tried to get that pentagram up, but there's this huge, like, black circular smudge in the basement you... on the concrete unsealed floor.
0: Seriously? It is, that is terrifying. No. Oh,
1: I know, right? That is, yeah, that's the so, devil's work right there. Right next to where this was. Um, so, the house, since it's older, they kind of have, like, a rock settlement. Uh, yeah. not not settlement, foundation. Found it, yeah, They have like, a rock foundation. And so, like, they have the setup of their, like, their water heater, their furnace. But through there, it's kind of like a little cutout cave <laughs> of just, like, rock and stuff that's back there. And they think that a spirit or a demon lives in that cave because they get all the extra energy and all this kind of crazy stuff from the furnace and the water heater beating there and this being the site where um, the, all those sacrifices and crazy... Double worship and stuff happened, and they think that they summoned a demon, and that's, like, a portal for it. Oh, my God. I was just joking, but shit, they did
0: summon a demon. Yeah. Holy God. Yeah. None of this sounds real. This is an episode of Supernatural, (laughs) isn't it? So,
1: you know, we have people messing with things they shouldn't be, and the added energy is just, like, a kooky, horrible thing. Like um, you like when investigators go to the house because you know uh they let people do their own private investigations. If you, you can just rent the house for a night for one hundred and twenty five bucks, it's only a hundred dollar fee if you do any seances or try to cleanse the space, mm. which they say you cannot Why do. Why would well, they, they find out? I don't know, but I mean, I I understand not trying to, trying to cleanse it because they wouldn't want to lose money because it's haunted. Firstly, the people who own it. That's probably why they don't want it cleansed. But then the Ouija boards, you don't want to contact something, make it worse, make Uh -uh. it attached to anybody. No. You don't mess... I don't... I will go ghost hunting all day long, but I will not do a demon case. If there's any inkling
0: of demon, I'm like, nope. I did a Ouija board with some friends, <gasps> but like, I remember we were calling around different places to see if we could find one. I think eventually we found one. I don't know where it was, but it wasn't like, it wasn't a wooden magnifying thing. It was like a plastic glow in the dark one. Uh-huh. So I was like, this is already seeming dumb. Um, but apparently we went to one of the friends, this is such a long time ago, but we had gone to the friend's basement where supposedly it was haunted and we were messing around with the Ouija board asking questions and it started moving. Now, the only thing is is that I don't know if one of the other people are moving it just to See, scare the shit trust out of me. It. Yeah. But so I was like, mm, See, I just I don't feel know. like
1: Ouija boards aren't an effective communication tool. Not saying that like spirit boxes are any better because, you know, do you know what spirit boxes are? No, I don't. <laughs> I
0: was going to say, what's a spirit box? Um,
1: so it uh, scans through a bunch of radio channels at a crazy fast rate. And so when you hear it going through, it just sounds like, you know, when you're tuning and you're just scrolling through the channels mm-hmm. on the radio. But uh, spirits can manipulate that energy and those waves and say things through them. Is it like an AMP? Uh, an EVP.
0: Yep, that's what I said.
1: Um, kind of, but it's not a disembodied voice. It's coming through the spirit box radio. So you'll okay. hear it coming through the radio and not like on your recording that something's just been sitting there. So there's different ways um, of doing that. Okay. But, <clears throat> um, you know... With all the things that have been happening and everything that's reported about the place, people did look into the census records of the Sally House to see if anybody ever lived there. And there was a Sally who lived there around um, 1905, Sally Elizabeth Hall. But according to the census, she was a 34-year-old black woman.
0: Okay. But
1: that only confirms the demon theory a little bit more. Because in most demonic cases, the demons will present themselves as like um a disfigured person or a child because they want to gain your trust and they um can't take like a true human form or something i don't know about that part but like they mostly present themselves as children in demonic cases Mm. so ghost children be wary sometimes they ain't even a ghost
0: i don't know yeah like definitely kids spirits i think would me more if out they then. do anything
1: more than play with the ball and you hear them running if you hear them laughing i'm no, done i don't i can't handle children laughing i can't I in can't a handle disembodied dolls? way no oh, i don't do dolls either Ugh, but i have so many of them okay what here not in this room what
0: you have dolls here
1: yeah i have like a bunch of uh like porcelain dolls i was gonna say Funko like, Pops don't count you have porcelain dolls yeah. here Yeah, i was like they're really like so I have Southern family and they're like these very cute, um, like very like the like the like the dresses. I don't know. They're just like creepy as shit. They're not creepy. I have. They're a st- like they're like new dolls. They're not like they were from the fifties porcelain dolls. These are like from the two thousands porcelain dolls that were made. And not even porcelain, but they have, like the glass faces. So I didn't really play with them because I was uh hard on baby dolls. You heart hard on baby dolls. Yeah, because i carry them with me everywhere. Yeah, I liked Barbies. Those aren't haunted. Those are, those are. I'm going to find one now. A haunted Barbie doll. Like Annabelle. It's just Barbie crawling up
0: your way. <laughs> Annabelle wasn't <laughs> a Barbie doll, though. It was a Raggedy Ann. I know. I said, I'm going to find one. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, no, don't bring that in my house where my. Children are. This is why we record at my house so that
1: none of this juju's with you and your babies. Yeah, I
0: know. That's why we will not go to a haunted place while I'm still like carrying a child because be like Rosemary's baby shit. So
1: a lot of the information (laughs) I got from this is through the Sally House website, which is really good, and the Visit Atchison website. They had a lot of information about like a little bit of the history, and you can stay the night there for 125 dollars but that's only november through august september and october are their haunted season and that's 150 but it's very there's like you can't sleep in the bed you have to bring your own like you, you really can't engage with the house very much because like it's an old house you know nobody lives there so it's just like
0: can you can you at least visit it without staying the night yeah like, they, can they you do go tours on a tour? okay they
1: do tours but they're self-guided so it's just you. There's no tour guide. It's just you and you don't know who else is going to be there, kind of a thing. Um COVID's definitely affected this. I don't even know that they're oh, doing yeah. a whole ton of stuff with it. But um I also watched a really good BuzzFeed unsolved uh video which I uh Ryan and Shane on there cracked <laughs> me up. I think I'm more like which one is it? You like you think you're more like Ryan, which I think we both are because yeah. we both believe in the stuff.
0: And we're also both terrified of Yes, it. <laughs> yes, Ryan. He's, like, he, he's, like, he's so scared. He's adorable. It's just a little cinnamon I think, bun. I think my husband would definitely be, like, Shane. Because he's, like, there's nothing here. Fuck off, demon. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, when they went in there, Shane straight up laid on the floor over the pentagram in <gasps> the basement. You. And
1: was, like, come at me, demons. I bet you won't. And Ryan's just, like, bro, no. Bro, stop. <laughs> that's <No>. me. That's <laughs> us. That's, that's actually one of their four, first, um places they investigated, like, one of their first videos, really, of the BuzzFeed Unsolved stuff, which...
0: They had to, like, have holy water thrown on them or something.
1: No, Ryan did have holy water did on them. Really? Because before they did, they went and visited, like, three very haunted locations across the world, and oh they gosh. went to the Sally House as one of them. They did the Winchester Mystery House, oh, the Sally House, and the Island of Dolls.
0: And that's haunted? Yeah. Actually, and I think I did hear something about that. Still,
1: Ryan compares every case still not as bad as Sally House. Still not as bad. Did dad. they stay the night there? Yeah. <laughs> well, they attempted to, but Ryan was like, I am still awake. It's 5 a.m. They got intelligent flashlight responses, too. <gasps> Do you know how the flashlight works?
0: No. Okay, so it's, it's like a mechanical scary.
1: flashlight, and they t- they take the flashlight, and they keep it about one click away from turning off or on. Okay. And so, you know, it just needs that extra push to go with it. And sometimes the mechanics of them will call to, to turn off and on randomly, but they got intelligent responses, which was what makes it accurate. Oh. Shane asked it, "Do you want to hurt us?" And it turned on. He said, "Turn on the light if you want to hurt us." And it turned on. And he's like, "Turn it off if you want to hurt us." And it immediately turned off.
0: Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like
1: intelligent response is very important when like analyzing this kind of stuff because a lot of it can be discredited.
0: I would have ran. I would have gotten out. Oh of yeah, there. no. See, I won't. I don't even think I'm gonna go to Atchison to begin with. I I, I was think it'd be fun to go. At least let's go like like check it out.
1: I mean, I'll stand across the street. So on I'm the going sidewalk. by
0: myself.
1: I just – I don't want – I have such a tendency to be, like, an empath in some of these situations that I cannot handle. Like, some people's energies just throw me off. Like, I can't handle receiving it, and, like, I just don't want to feel yeah, all the ghosty vibes I of a place like, where I think I know a demon is. Like, I just think logically – I guess that's true. My brain doesn't want me to go
0: somewhere a demon is. Well, and, like, I know that – and I've, like, seen and heard, like, interviews where people, like, you go into the room and the energy – oh Just yeah shifts and yeah and it's like all of a sudden it was dead cold i would pee my pants i got the chills scream. when you said that <sighs> Ugh,
1: i cannot do that but when ghost adventures they've been there twice and on hulu currently there's only one of those so i only watch the one that i have access to okay. unfortunately but they brought tony pickman back to that house hmm. he is the one who'd been scratching stuff and on camera he gets scratched on the back of his head oh my and God. it swells up and it's like you can see it start forming and it get bright red on camera as it's happening and it is the craziest stuff because uh-uh. you know like um i'm gonna throw up it's
0: crazy that is, it doesn't sound real but i totally believe you that's on hulu
1: that episode of ghost adventures yeah it is episode uh season 10 episode 6 okay um, other reported activity includes seeing dark shadows, full-body apparitions. I'm gonna cry. There have been re- many recorded EVPs in intelligent spirit box responses, experiencing high EMF activity, which some of that has been accredited to that heater in the basement and that furnace down there. So, EMF isn't really reliable uh, with some of, like, the wiring, um, that's electromagnetic field kind okay. of stuff. Um and temperature fluctuations, camera and recorder malfunctions, like, all of a sudden all your batteries are dead in all your cameras.
0: Nope.
1: Um, Hard pass, people. Hair Move pulling. <sighs> nope. Mild to severe scratching, and even possession. Shut the fuck up. That's kind of what was happening with Tony, was he was being influenced by that stuff. Well, yeah, I guess that, 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 like, wanting
0: to slit his wife's throat. Yeah. God. Isn't that insane? That, it doesn't even, like, it- Oh, has it's, anyone tried to, like, burn this house down? That would be, like, my number yeah. one thing.
1: Well, it's one of those things where it's kind of like
0: they're making so much money,
1: you know, having people do these things. And it's interesting. People come out and see it.
0: Yeah, but you when know? there's, like, literally a demon.
1: Well, what's burning the house down going to do? It's a demon. It's already on Earth. It, it, it would, it demons, would I feel like, are really bound as, like, I could be totally wrong about this, but I don't feel like demons are necessarily bound to a place as much as, like, ghosts are. Do you- it's not, like, supernatural where you find the burns, in your, the bones and you burn
0: them. That's another question. Has anybody, like, that has lived in the house and left re- have any, like, recurring... No, the Pikmin's have no activity after. Okay. They've left. Tony feels totally fine. They're still together. I just want to say that, like, when we go and visit, I want to make sure nothing follows us back. Yes, I said we. Well, here's the thing.
1: (laughs) I am afraid of two girls who are ditzy and terrified of going to investigate a demon by themselves. I feel like we're just like, let's bring our husbands. Blake is not going to go ghost hunting. Like, every time I do. Like, we went to the Stanley one time, and they have, like, a ghost ghost cat. And I was, like, calling the ghost cat. And Blake's, like, knock that off. And I was, like, it's just a cat. <laughs>
0: like, he'll well, go into her. Well, they can wait across the street. I wouldn't be
1: across the street. No, you have to be in the you, house with me. You and
0: Cody can go. Oh, my gosh. It'll be a date. So, <laughs> <laughs> I I think he would do anything to protect me. Absolutely. So, like, yesterday morning, I woke up with that bad feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. But I just woke up and my heart was rushing. I checked my, like, heart rate on my Uh, watch here, and it was at, like, 107 beats per minute, when the resting is, like, 60 Mm -hmm. or 70-something, and I was like, I just, I have a bad feeling, and I I wake up really early, so I leave the house at 5 in the morning, and... I told Cody, I was like, Cody, can you walk me to the car, please? <laughs> it's so dark that early. Oh well, yeah, and like we don't have any street lights that are close to us. It's like all the way across the street. Like you, there's barely any light on the street. And you so. got that huge open
1: field across the way.
0: Yeah, I've definitely. I feel like I've seen a person over there before. Oh for sure. It's like, like a park. Why wouldn't there be? I've seen people walking that early in the morning. Like when I worked at the coffee shop, um, and like and I would leave at, like what four in the morning because uh-huh. I was an opener. Um, I saw someone walking around and I was like. I'm, I'm gonna fucking die. So, like, yeah, like, um, this bad feeling I had, I, I think Cody would definitely be like, all right, we'll go in there for you. But, like, cause I just don't think that he believes in this stuff. Right. So,
1: see, and I think Blake doesn't either, but he also doesn't want to risk it. I get that. He's a cautious <laughs> man. I don't fully believe it, but I also don't want you doing something dumb and getting me down with you. You know? <laughs> That's true. Like, he's like, we live together. You got to keep. You gotta,
0: you gotta have some sort of normalcy in your life. Yeah, you gotta
1: have a little bit of control here,
0: Ashlyn. I love that.
1: Well, is there anything else that we need to share with her? Oh, are you done? Yeah, that was it. That's oh. all. There. There's no closure.
0: It's a ghost oh. story. No, there's no closure. I feel bad. It's Mine was still so there. long.
1: <laughs> no, you're good. It'll even out. So we're going. You know what? (laughs) Not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. Here's the thing. If we get 5,000 subscribers. Oh, shit.
0: I will go to the Sally House on a day tour. A day tour? Yeah, no. No, we're not staying the night. A day tour. And it's a self-guided tour, so we don't have to pay anything? No, you do. It's still like an entrance fee. You do it online. Oh, how much is that? I don't know. Oh, it doesn't matter. I can't remember. We're going. It's, It's less than staying at night. Yeah, I don't want to stay the night. I do not want to stay the night in a demon house. No! But during the day, are the, like, windows open at least? Do you know? Like, I are the blinds open? I know the floor plan of that house way too well. And I'm like, there's oh, very little
1: natural lighting in that house. And it's oh, older, so they mostly have lamps. They don't necessarily have the over-the-head, like, the tall on-the-ceiling fixtures, you know? Like, okay. the older houses. Yeah. So, yeah, if <laughs> we get 5,000 followers, subscribers...
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so excited, I'm going to cry. I will go to Sally like, house, but... Oh. She said it everyone, 5,000 subscribers, this is our first episode, so we currently have zero, so if you guys just want to start hitting that like button, that'd be appreciative. Oh I'm God. so excited, we're going to do this. I'm so excited, I'm going to cry, I'm going to cry, and I'm going to pee, and I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm like a puppy. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you can follow us on
1: Twitter at The Creepy Coffee House, you can follow us on Instagram at Creepy Uh, creepy coffee house podcast i think yeah you can email us any suggestions we're open to true crime cases paranormal cases conspiracy theories mysteries anything kind of spooky and out there
0: yeah we're we're all for it for it
1: we don't like to paint ourselves into a corner here by defining what kind of podcast we are
0: yeah it was hard trying to decide like Well, do we fit under true crime? Not really, because it's not just true crime. Right, but it's We're working on so many different topics that just are so intriguing and interesting to us that we want to share them with you.
1: Yeah. Please subscribe on whichever podcast platform you're listening on. I know we're on Spotify. You know, follow all of the platforms. Just follow all of them.
0: Make multiple accounts. Like, subscribe. Uh, We plan on releasing the episodes... On Thursdays. ...every Thursday. And then also, um, at the end of each month... The last Friday of each month, we will do a big case. We'll call it a double shot, where we both go over one case that is really big. Um, mm-hmm. More than one of us can handle on our own in, yes.
1: a, in a timely fashion. Absolutely. I was definitely way too long on Prince. Well, I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Amber. And thanks for choosing the Creepy Coffee House. Goodbye.